You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Kamalina Bikino, and today we have David Leo joining us. Welcome, David. Thank you. Greetings, everyone. Greetings. <clears throat> How are you this morning, David? I'm doing well. Um, yeah. Yeah, besides what I shared with you earlier, <laughs> had a late workout last night. I, wasn't, uh, I usually do it in the morning and I'm not feeling too flashed this morning, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there, <clears> absolutely. <throat> well, um, this is your first time <clears throat> back in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, where have you been? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Uh, last year, um, I think it's just been over a year since I've been back on the radio. Mm. Things have changed. Um, last year, uh, before you heard me on the radio, I was looking after two churches, Deloraine and Devonport, mm. and also the chaplain at Northwest Christian School. Mm. Um, I've now got a new role, and I've moved from Devonport to Hobart. Uh, yes. So we've we've been here, I, th- we, I think we moved down end of January. That's mm. right, end of January, beginning of February. So we're back in Hobart now, and my new role is the uh, youth director in uh, Tasmania. So um, I'm trying to trying to learn yeah. this whole this whole uh, new role. Uh, feeling overwhelmed as most of us do when we get into a new new job. Absolutely. Um, but I, I I am excited. I make mm. I am excited for this role. I know God's going to um, teach me new things and grow mm. my character and all those things, making mistakes along the way. Hey. But uh, yeah, God is good. But yeah, the whole family's here. Um, it's funny, since we moved down, I think, although we've been here for five weeks now, I think, mm. I've only been in the house for two weeks. Oh, goodness. Yeah, <laughs> backwards and forwards in the mainland with yeah. uh, conferences and yeah. meetings, and um, which have been amazing. Mm. Um, maybe I could talk about it la- later on sometime. But, yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. Um, can I just plug the Taz Youth while I'm while I'm yeah, here? Yeah, let's on, go, let's go. Yeah, we're on Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> um, check it all out. Uh, I'll start posting things there. But there's a, a meeting called Converge mm. for young people, and um, that was amazing. Just seeing nearly 500 young people just getting together, wanting to serve Jesus. You know, absolutely. Yeah. But um, yeah, learning a new role as youth director, uh, wanting to cast a vision for our, our young people to mm. find their purpose and realize that man, our, our major purpose in life is to share Jesus with others. Absolutely. That's the the, um, ultimate goal and the best thing I could think of. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, no, I completely agree. And, Mm. you know, five weeks is a lot. It's not a lot of time, I was going to say, to learn so much that you've had to do. So well done. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Kami. I was actually with some um, some of the other youth leaders from the other um, states, Mm. and a couple of them said, oh, man, that's awesome that you're there. Yeah, give it a year or two. I said, what? (laughs) (laughs) I said, really? (laughs) Take your time. (laughs) So yeah. give a year or two before you find your feet. I was like, what? Oh, oh, I was thinking at least three months. But three months. Yeah. Oh, you know, like <laughs> learning anything, like it takes time to yeah. adjust. Even me with this role in radio, before that I used to work in a lab. So Yeah. 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 Wow. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah amazing. But it's, it's good amazing to be back. you could be. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I've been away from radio for a long time. Like I really enjoy doing it. So. Oh, uh, well, yeah. we're, we're happy to have you back. Yeah. And we're very excited to see what this year brings with mm. you as youth director here in Tasmania and also being involved with the radio 
studio. We're very excited to have you back. Yeah, thanks, Carmen. So thanks for coming back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good to be back. Yeah, and of course, just a reminder to all of you um, that we have past episodes on Faith FM on the Faith FM app and on the website, so you can check out the series and other episodes that. David Leo has done in the past. So be sure to check out the Faith FM app and the website. You can download it from the App Store or you can just look it up on your web browser. Also, I have to apologize. We did say that we we're going to go live on Monday yesterday, the 6th of March. Unfortunately, we did not go live. There was a technical difficulty and we're really sorry if you tuned in ready for a live program. There was a repeated episode and I hope you enjoyed that as well in, 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 um, instead of the live one. So, but yeah. So I'm the first live off the ranks. You're huh? the first Whoa, live off the ranks. What an we honor and a privilege. <laughs> Yep, so um, if you tuned in today, um, we're excited to have you because this is a live program and we look forward to um, having you guys text in during our program today. So, David, yes. what have you got in store for us for this particular series? You've titled it Father Abraham. Father Abraham. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so um, being a youth director, I do have uh, you know an agenda here. Um, <laughs> Look, looking at uh, looking at Father Abraham uh, for the next uh, six six weeks starting today, uh, Abraham is such a significant figure in the mm. Bible. Um, and and I often when I study the Bible and I look at characters thousands of years ago, I realize that I'm looking and reading about people that if they were here with us today, they will think that we're really weird, yeah. you know, because we're like aliens to them. <laughs> and I realize too, if I'm in there, if I'm standing next to them, I'm going, well, this, this is a totally different world, you know, mm. like um, where they're at. And looking at someone like Abraham, he's the father, not just of the Christian Christian world. Mm. He's a, he's a, a father of major religions such as um, Islam. Yeah. And also um, the Judeo, uh, the uh, Jews. Oh, yes. Right. So uh, he, he's the father of all of them. So to, to yeah. all these three major religions, he's a inc- incredible figure. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. And I'm going to introduce that idea um, today. We're going to look mm. at uh, a word called covenant. Covenant. Yeah. We, right. we, we get, yeah, Ooh. opening that word covenant. A lot of people will say, oh, it's a promise. Mm. Well, it's a contract, but it's deeper than that. Okay. Right? It's deeper than that. And, and I make that comparison with the past and today because we talk about making a promise mm. today. Pinky, <laughs> yeah. pinky sweat. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly, right? You yeah. know, they've got their fingers crossed behind their back yeah. or there's, uh, you know, the, the intention isn't um, as, oh, I'm trying to find another word, but I, the, only, the words coming to my mind is sacred. Yeah. You know, promises aren't as sacred as they used to be. And you go mm. back, when we go back to the days of Abraham, those, those, uh, words that came out when we made a promise, it was like a, it was, it was like they're manifesting some physical object in front of them. Yeah. And saying, we're not going to let, in, in, in fact, they used to make physical objects. They'll make a, um, they'll oh, make a, like a, an, an altar. Yeah, yeah. Or make an altar or they'll yeah. make a meal or they'll mm. make something just to, you know, make a physical symbol of this is our promise. This is the promise. And, and it was, it was so deep that they believed that when they made that promise, it was, um, They'll be cursed if they oh. if they don't keep it, right? right? So um we'll open up open up more as we talk about covenant next, but we're gonna look at the life of Abraham mm. in six stages. Okay. And um just just picking up uh just having a deeper look at somebody that is so significant and possibly we haven't considered some of the things in the stories. We've probably just brushed over them. Yeah. Like the popular one is the story of Abraham and son Isaac. Mm. But we'll look at, you know, 
yeah. smaller details and, and, mm. and, um, looking at all the, the things that we're looking at Abraham. And, and hopefully I, I hope that our listeners will have more of a, a reverence for mm. great, 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 great grandfather yeah. Abraham. Great, you know great, what I mean? That we, we can say, wow, that's, that's our family. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. So that's, that's where I really want to go with this at mm. the end. Man, um, having that, having him as a, an ancestor is incredibly important. Absolutely. Yeah. And also it's quite interesting because us are living now in our 21st, 22nd, whatever century it is. Um, we look at a lot of characters in the Bible and we forget that they're human. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm really excited to see what you have to say about Abraham because he's, he's got a very interesting story and I've never delved into the details. As, oh, yeah. 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 And it's, it's, it's good that you say that because, mm. um, I'm pretty sure you've been to the Cook Islands. Right? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, cause I've, I've been back to my uh, parents' homeland, yeah. the Samoa and, they are very when I when I met my family, mm. they're very different to yes. <laughs> the Samoans that I knew in New Zealand. You know where, yeah. where I was brought up, and so when we take a look at these characters, we we take on that same perception that yeah. we, we're sitting with somebody that has a totally different worldview to us, and then we have to try and uh, somehow understand and submit and and give up our conditionings. Mm, <laughs> you what know, we go, know, yeah, yeah, and and really, you know, and one of the off the cuff, um, mm. straight straight off the, the cuff, the best thing I appreciate about their time is the fact that things were sacred. Yes. You know, there were promises that were made. You know, yeah. I, I I wish there was more of that in the time that we're living in. Yeah. You know, that there were things that we just said, oh, no, that's, you know, you can't touch that cup. That's great grandma's cup. Mm. And, you know, no one uses it. You know, like, I wish there was more of that type of thing, you know. But, Absolutely. Yeah. No, and, you know, um, I was raised in Tasmania and – um Coming, like, contrasting between I've got two cultures kind of mm-hmm. running around with me. Yeah. I'm a funny one. Um, with the Italian family, they are very strong with traditions. Mm-hmm. Like, I was raised with such strong traditions with them. And um, when we went to the Cook Islands um, to see my other side of the family, they've got traditions too. They have so many festivals. That's what I yeah. was like, what? Yep. Can we have these festivals at home? They're so colorful and beautiful. Um, but yeah, like, um, the traditions aren't as much as they used to because they would tell me about the legends mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. the different things they used to do. But yep. when I went there and I actually went to the museum, I saw there was so much more. Yeah. And I had never gone to the museum in the Cook Islands before because I never had a reason to. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it was It's no accident. You know, it's no yeah. accident some of our traditions have been broken down. Now. Yeah. I won't get into that. I mean, no. that's a massive passion of mine. Whole other, but whole yeah, other yeah, situation. That's right. <laughs> but um, when we talk about covenants, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to doing that in our next, next segment. I'm looking forward to it too. Well, before we go to our first break, we have a question for all of you listening at home. What is the greatest promise that someone has asked you to ask? Ah, let me say, try that again. What is the greatest promise that someone has kept for you? Mm. So not asked you to keep, but kept for you. Text us in on 0488880891. We would love to hear from you this morning. This first song is Face to Face by Zach Williams. Oh, I'm a traveler Far from home I get lost But I press on Cause there's a mansion And streets of gold Where I belong 
Yes, there's a day Coming soon Where the old Will be made new And heaven's glory Shines like the morning Before our eyes When we all see Jesus When we all see Jesus No more sickness No more madness No more Listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and this morning we are talking with David Leo on the topic of the Great Promise. We're talking about Father Abraham this morning. Now, before the break, we have a question for all of you listening at home: What is the greatest promise that someone has kept for you? Text us in this morning on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. So, David, we had a little chat about this question during the break, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Um, so, what's what is the greatest promise someone has kept for you? You know, I um, the first person that comes to mind is actually my dad. Yeah. Um, but it's numerous promises. Like he's always come come good with his with his mm. promises. Whether it's a whether it's a good promise that he says, you know, the. Um, at the end of the year, this is what we're doing. We're going to mm. do a trip to Samoa, or uh. you're going to get a good gift, or something like that. Or it's a you wait till we get home because oh. you know you've been misbehaving. You know, like this. so he kept those promises. <laughs> I resonate with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the but I I think the probably the greatest promise that I looked forward to was when um I moved from Auckland to to Brisbane, mm. 
And uh, I was really having a hard time in that first year. Mm. And my brother, my brother told me in July, he said, hey, Dave, you know, um, just hang in there, finish off the year, and I'll, and I'll pay for a fare for you to come over to New Zealand. Oh, and um, yeah, that, that trip to New Zealand, uh, back to Auckland, was a, a huge gift. Mm. And it helped me recognize, too, that, man, I, f- I have to move on. You know, mm. like when, when I went back to Auckland, I was like, okay, I've, I've made a transition in life. Yeah. And I was able to grieve proper and say, I'm, I'm no longer here. I'm mm. over in Brisbane now. So um, that promise from my brother is probably the, the one that I think of is, oh, man, that was, that was an awesome promise that he kept for me. And, you know, that is a huge moment as well, because I remember having that same moment when I was at university, mm. because it was like I was I came home and I had this realization that, wow, my life has changed. changed. <laughs> I've yeah. grown up. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a funny thing that happens when you spend time living alone and you start to... Um, build up your independence wow. and learn how to function as a mature adult. Wow. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I came home and I was like, wow, I'm not a child anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about yourself, Kami? Could you uh, think of yeah. someone kept a promise for you? So, yeah, we had a bit of an interesting chat about this, but you just reminded me of like, yeah, there's nothing like family. And um, I don't like asking for help very much. We had a little chat about that. <laughs> um, and that's a little teaser for you guys for our Friday program. <laughs> Um, but I guess the greatest promise someone has kept for me, um, aside from God, <laughs> would mm. be my family. Like, um, my mom came through for me so many times, as did my dad. Mm-hmm. I owe them the world. And I guess also, um, I can't trust anyone more than my siblings. Wow. So my brothers and sisters, like how you mentioned your brother, mm. they've, uh, I can't think of a particular time, but I know that if I ask them for help, I can rely on them yeah. to do anything and I know they'll do it. That's yep. the other thing. Cause, um, they've come through in the past. So I know they'll come through in the future. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So family, there's no, no, no one can help you like family. Oh, in wow. my, in my, in my experience. Sure. Well, that, that seems to be the common, yeah. the common answers that we've had is yeah. family keeping those promises. Family I, are great. I, I'm, I'm sure there's a stranger that kept the promise, but it doesn't stand out for me. But, oh, um, I could you know. try and think harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean, this is why I wanted to talk about Abraham was, yeah. was looking at that idea of family and, mm. and going down this line. And I was talking about, um, Diving into this covenant, covenant mm, word. Covenant. Yeah. It's a, it's a word in the Bible. Um, you know, it's interesting. There's some scholars that actually, there's quite a few scholars and the tradition goes way back mm. in, in Christianity anyway. Some say that covenant, the covenants are, um, are central to understanding the plan of salvation in the Bible. And for me, I, I see it as a, um, I see them as posts. There's, there's six covenants that people look at. The first covenant. Mm. Is that creation? Yeah. Although the word doesn't appear as covenant, but no. you know, there's a there's an agreement between the creator and the creation, mm. and um, also uh, one with Noah, mm. a covenant with Noah, and then we're talking about the covenant with Abraham. Mm. Then there's one with um, the people of Israel. Yeah. Then there's one with David. Oh goodness. And the <laughs> last one. Yes. Is the new covenant. Right. And that's where. With our man Jesus. That's right. That's right. That's where all the covenants point forward to, which is Jesus Christ. And you know, if, if you're interested, you should take a look at that. Maybe Google the six covenants of the Bible. Mm. Have a have a, um, a brief look at that. But uh, we're dealing with the covenant with Abraham. And when it comes yeah. to when it comes to covenant, the best example that I can use is the marriage relationship. Yes. Because in in a in a contract, if um, if you're a business owner and you're 
selling musical instruments and mm. I come to you and say, um, can you supply me with so many guitars and so many, and we draw up a contract, yes. right? This is a very, um, it's a, it's, it's not a relationship contract. No. It's, it's, it's a, it's a business contract. So contracts are, are very much, you fulfill your condition, mm. I'll, I'll fulfill mine and our business will go smoothly. Mm. So a covenant doesn't really match what a, a contract is. No. Right? Yeah. Um, when it comes to a covenant, you're actually entering into a relationship, right? So it's somebody that you don't have to, you, you don't have to have known them before, but, mm. and there's examples in the Bible of this, yeah. where, where people have, um, don't have any knowledge of each other before, but they enter into a contract, I mean, into a, a covenant, mm. but you're actually making, you're volunteering yourself into a relationship. Mm. So when it comes to a parent-child relationship, that's not a covenant, mm. because, Parents are obligated to look after their kids. You know, yes. <laughs> it's a responsibility that comes with um, having children. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, um, I wish I could emphasize more on this, but you know, <laughs> 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 we, we, I, I suppose what I'm trying to say is, when um, when you become a parent, mm. you t- you've made a decision. Yes, that I'm going to take responsibility for somebody else's life, absolutely, or other people's lives. Mm. Right. So, um, my. My children know that my wife and I are going to parent them. Yeah. And I often notice that it's a, it's a great entitlement for them, you know, because oh. <laughs> what I'm saying is, oh, you know, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, both of you, both of you are moving children, you know, to yeah. our parents before, but yes. they know that they could, they could, uh, do some things that can really, uh, you know, um, make me annoyed and I love them unconditionally yeah. still, you know, uh, and, and they know it's there. But when it comes to a marriage. Yes. When it comes to a marriage agreement, well, this sounds so arbitrary, but mm. you know, like a marriage covenant, covenant, you know, both of them are entering and uh, volunteering mm. to give their lives to somebody that they never had a past with. No, you know, uh, when I did marriage counselling, and that actually uh, the the counsellor or the pastor actually pointed that out to both my wife and I. Now, mm. it actually blew me away that I realised, wow. Am I willing? <laughs> am I willing to live for this woman? That, oh no! <laughs> yeah, that, that I, I I don't I don't actually know from my mm. past because I know you know like my family, my yes. brother and I we grew up together. I know my parents inside out. They know me. Mm. I got friends that I knew from growing up. Yeah. And here's this girl that I'm in love with. Yeah. And I'm saying, oh, what if there are things that you're not ready for? <laughs> yeah, what if there's some things I don't I don't know about her? Yeah. And sure enough, same same with me, right? Mm. But we both go into this covenant after the marriage counseling and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've we've prayed about it, and we're saying, you know what? Whatever comes up, we've made a covenant that we're mm. gonna we're, we're gonna keep these promises. And then at the wedding, people, everyone else gets to hear the the, yeah. the the promises that are made to each other, right? Mm. And so you have all these covenants that are made in the Old Testament, and um, some are made uh, between. Actually, there's, there's quite a few examples in the Bible. Some mm. are made, but in the ancient times, outside of the Bible as well, kings would make them with people. Yes. And they're willing to put their lives on the line. And uh, there were also uh, va- vessels. When I say vessels, it's, it would be like, uh, let's say that um, Hobart mm. ha- was a vessel to uh, Launceston. Okay. Know? So Launceston... We actually pay, had to pay them taxes. Oh. So when Launceston come down to Hobart, we've got to give them the taxes and oh. they go back. So um, so they'll be like Hobart will make a 
make a uh, what do you call it like covenant a, with yeah. with our long system that we'll give you this, and if we don't, then you can destroy us. You know, oh. that type of thing. Same with yeah. the same, yeah, and and so these covenants were incredibly important. Powerful. Yeah, they yeah. were they weren't small things. No, um, but the covenant I want to look at is the promise that God makes to Abraham, mm. and we got to keep in mind when you read about Abraham. Oh, and for our listeners, I'm going to call him Abraham. He, he's actually, when he comes in the Bible, the first introduction we have is Abraham. A B R A M. And his name changes to Abraham. But for the next six, uh, our, our, our series, I'll be just say, using the word Abraham. Mm. But when he's, when we were introduced to him in the Bible in Genesis 11, it's straight after the, the story of uh, the Tower of Babel. Yeah. And the Bible tells us that Abraham comes from a line of, uh, it comes from a father who worships idols. Okay. And Abraham's an idol worshiper himself. Oh. Right? And so when God calls him to leave his country, mm. he's calling out to a person that is a worshiper of different idols. Okay. And, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And so, the, the, yeah, this is, and this is what. Yeah. <laughs> so what, we, what we're going to learn about Abraham yeah. is as he enters into this covenant with God, He's going to learn things about God that he didn't know about before. Yeah. And he's going to go, whoa, this, yeah. this God's amazing. And the amazing thing, too, is Abraham actually responds in obedience. Mm. Right. And the big thing here is because you're like, man, I don't know. I didn't know that. Right. No, I didn't. <laughs> so the, the thing here is why did God choose an idol worshiper? Yeah, it's a good question. To, to, to recover the covenant. Right. To recover his people. Mm. And, um, We'll, we'll break that down as we get into Abraham's yeah. life in the, in the in the next segment. But um, uh, that that's the first question. Wow, why? And this is there's only one word for that: grace, mm, grace, God's absolutely. grace. Yeah. And uh, we want to keep that ever before us as we as we talk about him. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited to learn about Abraham a lot more because I didn't realize that it's like God took someone with an absolute clean slate of <laughs> him yep. and went like, "Get ready, I'm going to fill you with everything." Exactly. Right on. Right <laughs> yeah. on, Kami. That's. that's I, I'm really excited to hear about all the details about that because that's fascinating mm. um, just to remind you all we have our listener question what's the greatest promise that someone has kept for you text us in on 0488880891 we also have a book offer coming up later in the program this uh, title is Abraham Family Bible Story be sure to stay tuned for that this next song is My Faith Has Found a Resting Place by Mike Miller <laughs>
sick The last he came to save For me his precious blood he shed For me his life he gave program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we have David Leo on his series Father Abraham and David is talking about today the great promise. We've been talking about covenants. Um, before the break, of course, I'm just going to remind you we have our listener question. What is the greatest promise that someone has kept mm. for you? This is a live program, so please text in. We'd love to hear from you on 048880891. So, David, we've been talking about covenants, um, and I believe we're about to dive into some more details about Abraham. Yeah. 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 So, if the Bible doesn't give us a background of how he grew up as a child or anything, mm. just give us his, uh, his dad's name is Terah. Yeah. He's got uh, siblings, Nehu and Haran, and then it just just jumps straight into God calling him out, this idol worshipper mm. or idols worshipper, <laughs> and says, uh, and, "And you know the way I picture it, mm. um, I was chaplain at school in um, in Hilliard Christian School, mm. and we had a we had a few Hindi students okay. that um, did Bible studies and you know wanted to learn more about Jesus Christ, mm. and the parents were really comfortable with it. Oh. So I made some inquiries, and I was like, hey, how come?" You guys have no beef with, yeah, you know, with challenge, yeah, like challenging the, and, and they said it's because they have many gods and they're not afraid of exploring, you Other know, they, they, so yeah. I could be incorrect, but I kind of think Abraham was a bit like that, you know, okay. he worshiped whatever God was convenient, you know, if he, if his cattle was sick, mm. you know, God of the cattle, please look after my cattle, if the, mm. you know, the, 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 um, what the, his field wasn't producing the crops, then, you know, yeah. call him the God of the crops, you know, yeah. whatever. And so when he heard this voice from this God and said, hey, and it wasn't a small calling. Actually, no. we'll go there. Genesis yeah. 12. Yes. Genesis 12, verse 1 to 3. You know, we, we've just, like I said before, the story of Genesis 11 is mm. the Tower of Babel. Mm. Then it goes through the uh, lineage of Abraham. And then we get to Genesis 12. And this is the great, well, I've called the great promise, but it's a great covenant. Yeah. Right. So he, he goes to Abram this idol worshipper, yeah. and he says this. If you could yep, read that for absolutely. us, Carmelina. Um, so we're reading from the English Standard Version. Uh, this is Genesis 12, chapter, uh, verses 1, 2, 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, 
and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families mm. of the earth shall be blessed. Oof. What a calling! Wow. wow. Okay, so here is yeah here is this man. Getting this call yeah. from one of the gods. One of the gods. Right. And I'm sure Abraham knew the story of this God of creation as well. Mm. I'm sure that, you know, through his through um the line of Seth that mm. he would have heard these stories. Yeah. And um as he heard this voice, it's like, Whoa, you want, you want me to leave my mm. where I've got my successful I've got servants, yeah. I've got cattle, I've got you know, I do So this God's asking me to leave. Mm. And there's three things in this promise, right? He promises um, for the nation. Mm. He promises land. And he gives a universal blessing. Yeah. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Right? And basically, you know, what's what's really interesting, um, in, in Genesis, when, when the downward spiral begins from Genesis 3, mm. where Adam and Eve eat from the, the fruit of the tree. Yeah. Following Genesis 3, 4, I think right up to... 11, I think. Mm. There's five curses. There's five curses that we find there. Okay. And then when we follow Abraham, yeah. there's five blessings. Oh. So it kind of indicates to us that the Old Testament has been written in such a way that Abraham is meant to be the first one to replace Adam. Mm. He's meant to bring, to restore the blessings back to God's people. Now, let's not forget that he's calling a guy... <coughs> That's worship. That was worshiping idols. Yeah. <laughs> and, and God. Okay. This is this is the point I want to make. For anyone out there that thinks, man, God, God would never look at me because I'm not worthy. <laughs> you need to think again. Yeah, absolutely. God, God's grace. <laughs> while God would look at Abraham, we will never know. Yeah. While God would look at me, I don't know either. Mm. But God does. Yeah. That's how that's how far he extends his grace. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, I like how one preacher put it, and I, and I recycle their line all the time. But mm. he saves the guttermost to the uttermost. Uh. <laughs> you know, he he has that he has that power. Yeah. So he calls Abram, makes his covenant, and um, Abraham is like the the one to replace Adam to restore mm. restore the nation of God. And so when it says nation, what's interesting here is I will bless your nation. This is. This means that there are going to be people coming from Abraham's seed. Mm. Um, and it's not just a, a random group of people. It's a structured, mm. it's like a governmental body that's kind of come from Abraham. Mm. But it's not like what he just experienced in the Tower of Babel. Mm. Because the next thing that comes, it says that you'll be a blessing. Mm. He knows that the Tower of Babel, there was no blessing there. No. In fact, he witnessed... He went to something that he'll never forget. And go, whoa! That mm. that project really came crashing down, didn't yeah. it? You know, like <laughs> he said, whoever that God that's responsible for it, he made sure that they didn't go ahead. Yeah. So he's like, whoa, a nation will come from me. Mm. You know, well, this is amazing. And then there's land. Mm. Oh, I've got land here. Hmm. So this God's promising me land somewhere else, right? Mm. And then the universal blessing. Mm. And this must be this must be overwhelming for Abraham hearing this for the first time. Doesn't know, doesn't really know God on an intimate level, mm. but this God is making these promises mm. or making this covenant with him. And in verse four, it says, "So Abram went." Huh? Okay, <laughs> that's, that's, Abram, that's Abram's response to this this God that he's and and this is we we get a. Uh, I mean, you talked about your university experience, right? Yeah. 
you get you get a insight into the way that God works. Mm. He makes an offer. Yeah. Where you and I don't know what the next step is. You, we, we don't know. We, we know we want to make a choice. We know that, man, this is going to be better for me if I go this way. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. No. I really don't know. And, and then God's are like, man, I, I promise I, yeah. I can, I can do this for you. And the next thing, you know, you'd hope that our response would be like Abrams. Mm. And he went, you know, and he went. And, yeah. And, he, and when we, when we don't went. <laughs> <laughs> When we yeah Go. yeah when we don't uh, went like Abraham yeah. did we <laughs> we will never know right no. you'll never know and, and you just said go you know yeah. like when I hear a lot of Australians say you uh, what's it you'll never know unless you go or something like oh, that yeah yeah and and uh, this is true mm. God makes an offer and if we're willing to obey well for the next five weeks we're going to find out how God works through Abram yeah. Abraham right and, Abraham. and and he becomes a um, becomes a, this this amazing Example of what it means mm. to be obedient in a covenant. Yeah. And as the covenant goes along, <laughs> in Genesis 15, he's getting on with age. Mm. His wife is getting on with age. Yeah. You know, and uh, he's starting to worry. Yes. She's starting to worry, and they come up with a plan. Yes. You know the story? I believe it's to do with Hagar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So give, give us a brief brief oh. one. Okay, um, so basically, um, it's Sarah who comes up with this idea, yeah. and I think she, I, looking at from her perspective, she just wants to honor her man, and what he. But they take God's plan into their own hands, basically, and she gives him her maidservant, um, yeah, to Hagar. have a child with, and so that's Hagar, and they have Ishmael. Um, that's right. As a result, that's right. Yeah. Which and he's a major, uh, major person for the. Um, well, Ish- Ishmaelites is, mm. you know, the the um, Islam, Islam, right? Islam and religion, yeah. So in Genesis 15, <clears throat> Abraham starts. Abraham starts to have these doubts. Oh, man, I'm getting old. My wife's getting old. Mm. We still haven't got this. You know, God said that we're going to have many nations come from us. Yeah. Not seeing anything, and he starts to think that his servant Elysia will be the one to oh. inherit his things, right? And so God, okay. God reaffirms. Reaffirms the covenant, yeah, just like he said in Genesis twelve. Mm. But they go ahead with their plan. Yes, they their do. plan anyway, right? Yes. And still, where they have come up with this plan, yeah, God still keeps the side of the covenant. Yes, He does. Genesis seventeen. Genesis seventeen. He reaffirms the covenant again with those three points: mm-hmm. the um, you know, the, the the nation, the land, the universal blessing, mm. and. One thing we see here, and when it comes to entering into a covenant, when God enters into a covenant, He never fails to keep His promise. Mm. And this is where, uh, this is this is where I'm kind of challenged, you know, yeah. because um, as a Seventh Day Adventist Christian, yeah. prophecy is incredibly important to me. Absolutely. Right. And so when it comes to the covenant and when it comes to prophecies, this is God's way of showing. That he's going to keep his covenant. Mm. You know, when he reveals to the prophets, now this is what's happening in the future. He's basically saying, "This is how I intend to keep my keep my covenant." Yeah. Right. And the thing is, in my logic, I think, why keep your covenant when we fail to keep the conditions? Yeah. Right. And so the question comes: Is it conditional or unconditional? <laughs> but man, the, mm. you know, God, God keeps this. The Hager thing incident? Yeah. Nope. He sticks yeah. with the covenant. Sticks with right, it. Right through. You know, like it's uh 
even to the the point where we get to Jesus. But um, mm. yeah, we'll start looking at that in the the next the next segment. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, if you want to learn more about the Abraham story, we have mm. a book offer um, that I have already. We uh, we have a book offer for you for our program today. The book is titled Abraham, Family Bible Story, and it's written by Ruth Redding Brand. How can you be a father with no children? Abraham was old and childless. Then God showed up. I will make you a great nation, he said, and named him Abraham, father of a people. Years later, the impossible came true. Spoiler alert. Abraham's faith fathered three world religions, Judaism, uh, I think Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. The Family Bible series offers a strong foundation for spiritual and intellectual nurture. Sit down with this book and a child and create one of life's rich experiences. Weave these stories into the warp and woof of a child of a character and build for them a world of hope. The code is after the break. This is You Are Not Alone by Meredith Andrews.
Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we are talking with David Leo on the topic of Father Abraham, the Great Promise. As promised, uh, we have our giveaway today. We have about three copies, so if you are able to get in quick, the code for today, Abraham Bible Story, is Father One F A T H E R and the number one, no spaces. Text that in to zero four double eight. Double eight zero eight nine one to claim that offer. Just to remind you, that code is Father One F A T H E R and the number one. Text that in to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Make sure you don't miss out. So, David, back to Father Abraham. We've been talking about how um, Abraham just went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wow. And, yeah, we were saying in the break how, you know, how many times has we have we actually responded to such a challenge or a calling from God? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And I, and I just touched on, um, you know, is it conditional or unconditional, right? Mm, yeah. And, and one, of the, one of the stories that, that uh, there's many, but mm. I think in particular in Joshua 9, where the Israelites enter into a covenant with the Gibeonites. Mm. And... Um, the Gibeonites actually deceive them. Oh, okay. They deceive the, the Israelites in this covenant, and then the Israelites all rally up and go, "You know what? Let's destroy them for for uh, doing this." Yeah. And the response was, the response from the group is, "No, no, we have to keep our covenant, lest God God's wrath destroys us." Mm. Right. So they they had the deep impression that if we don't keep our side of the covenant, then Something will happen to us. There, come, there comes a curse, mm. and so it's it's tempting. It's tempting for we as Christians and for people lo- probably looking at Christians when they mm. when they look at a story like that, they go, "Oh, your faith is work based, uh. right?" But the the fact of the matter is, mm. when we wander away, like we use the illustration of the of the sh- marriage, yeah. right? If if a, a married couple make those. Uh, those vows uh, through sickness and health, you know, through rich and poor. Mm. If they make a decision, and we know, but from the statistics that we're looking at in, in present times, yeah, that people aren't keeping those those covenants. No. Marriages fall apart. In fact, I'm reading this book. Um, you know, Dr. James Dobson. Uh, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah, he, he uh, family focus on the family. Yes, focus on the family. Dr. James Dobson. I'm, I'm reading a. Um, I'm, it's kind of reactive. I should have read it earlier, <laughs> but it's called Bringing Up Girls. Oh. Right? And my, my daughter's just turned 12. Oh, okay. And I feel like she's just changed overnight. Oh. And I'm like, Something's, there's some things I don't understand. You know? And, oh. and I'm learning a lot from this book. Oh. I'm like, you, you know, like, you silly man. Like, you, there's a lot of things happening here. But in, in this particular book, yeah. it, makes, um, it, it makes a comment, uh, well, it makes references to, to some of the data that um, if, we, if we as parents were just to leave our kids be, and just let them flow with the culture, they're going to go the direction of, you know, um, the, where even universities and stuff, stuff mm. are, are pushing. This is, and I'm talking about back in the, I remember yeah, in the yeah. 90s, you know, some friends were saying, some lecturers were saying, you know, um, you shouldn't knock 
um, gay relationships until you try it. It's like, what? Uh. Why, why are professors saying things like this, mm. right? Or um, you let them watch uh, music videos, yeah. you know, and really sexualized now. You know, mm. it's... it's um, uh, very not even suggestive anymore it's like no. imposed upon our kids you know like we go shopping just at a normal shopping uh, place like target or whatever mm. we're looking for our, our, our daughters probably nine or ten at the time and they've got mm. these tops that are like you know low and you're very like, oh. revealing yeah. yeah so when we let culture carry just carry through mm. we're going to go the opposite we're going to go the opposite direction of the covenant yes right and so when it comes to curses it's not like it's not like god's coming with a lightning bolt to strike no. you it's like the marriage couple saying, you know what? I'm not going to be faithful to my spouse. I'm not going to be, uh, I'm, you know, if, when, when they're sick, mm. I'm going to leave them. You know, when, when, mm. you know, if, when we're poor, mm. well, I'm going to start looking at somebody else that can help me you know, yeah. get, get through. That's, that's, that's a curse to the relationship. Yeah. Right? And so <clears throat> when, when, the, um, when it comes to the is it conditional or unconditional, one of the greatest promises that we've been given as we looked at Genesis 12, mm. and then we know that Jesus is coming soon as well. That's a, that's another big one. That's happening mm. whether we like it or not. Yeah. And right now, you know, and he went, and Abraham went. Mm. That's that's now left up to us. Yeah. Right. When God makes that calling, mm. you know, and, and and gives you that invitation, you know, uh, you might have witnessed some bad stuff, like the Tower of Babel. Mm. Like, I don't know, I don't know if you you remember. You, are you are you uh, old enough to remember what happened in two thousand and one September eleven? Yes. Yeah, but with that because that, that that's left a deep impression in me. You know, like I, mm. I, remember, I remember the visceral feeling of oh, and you know some of our older folk remember things that have happened before. Regardless of what's happened, and, and, and I'm talk, I'm going to get more personal. Well, whatever mm. personal trauma we've had, yeah, God still calls. Yes, God still calls you, and and what is your response, mm. right? And the response of Abraham is because of righteousness. It was obedience. Yeah. It was accounted to him as righteousness because of his obedience and his faith. Yeah. His faith in, in, in God. But um, yeah, that's what I'll leave our listeners with. What? How would you respond? How will you respond as God calls on you this morning? Mm. I was sharing with you, because we have a few minutes left um, for the program, how um, God called me when I was in university. And I was just like, no. I yeah. was at a secular uni. I was studying science. I didn't want anyone to know I was a Christian. <laughs> I was just like, I'm just going to sit in my corner and yeah. just go to, go to, um, still go to church and still. We've got a scientist go to here that believes class. in fairy tales. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You don't want to, you don't want to, um, ruin what you've built up. Like, so I, I would try and build up a bit of a reputation of who I was before they knew that I was a Christian, but they mm. always used to wonder why I was so happy. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, um, God called me to do Bible studies. I didn't want to do Bible mm. studies. But um, I put up the challenge because he was, I felt it so strongly on my heart that I was like, I'm just going to give this a shot. So I said, okay, God, I challenged him because that's always a great idea. Um, I said, if you want me to do this, um, you bring the people. Mm. And yeah, don't challenge God unless you're willing to go through with it, people, because sure enough, he oh. brought the people. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it became a weekly thing outside of my tiny apartment, and we had weekly Bible studies. Yeah. And it was just it was very um, uh, confronting. <laughs> well, not confronting. It was. It really showed me that um, if God wants you to do something and you say yes, He will deliver. Amen. And it's just. Amen. And you know the fact that Abraham went <laughs> yeah. without a second thought. You yeah. know he knew God would deliver, oh, and yeah. it's such a such a amazing thing to yeah. um, 
yeah, to read and also happen to you in your life. So if anyone out there is having such a similar challenge, give it a try. Yeah. Like God won't let you down. And um, a lot of the times when we try and do things in our own strength, like how Abraham did, um, we're going to fail. Yeah. So, yeah, God won't let you down and it, it will come through for you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Question, though. Yeah. Real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Real quick. Um, in your experience yes. in saying yes. Did it bring your relationship with God closer? Absolutely. Yeah, and we're going to find that out with Abraham as well. Yeah. So next week on Father Abraham, we have Abraham the Warrior. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited for that one because I love anything to do with warriors. (laughs) Yeah. And you can join us tomorrow as well with David Leo and myself. We're going to start a new series called Heroes of the Bible. Who's our first hero for tomorrow? Well, the classic story of... uh the sling and the stone. Oh, David. David. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> awesome. And just to remind you all, this Abraham Bible story book on offer. The code is FATHER1. Text that in to 0488880891. This song is Just a Closer Walk with Thee by Paul Zach. Thank you for joining us today. I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all wrong I'll be satisfied as long As I walk, let me walk close to Thee Just a closer walk with Thee Grant it, Jesus, is my plea Daily walking close to Thee Let it be, dear Lord, let it be Through this world of toil and snare If I falter, Lord, who cares? Who with me my burden shares? None but Thee, dear Lord, none but Thee. Just a closer walk with Thee. Grant it, Jesus, is my plea Daily walking close to Thee Let it be, dear Lord, let it be When my feeble life is old So